So first of all, thank you very much for uh, agreeing to interview with us. Please give me your name, title, and school. So my name is J.D. Clark, and I'm the executive director of master's programs at the Ivy Business School at the University of Western Ontario in London, Ontario, Canada. What words would you use to characterize a business school student at your school? I would say the biggest word that, you know, to describe our student, which really fits with our, um, you know, way that we do teaching and just the culture of our school is around this thing of leaders and really looking at candidates that have great leadership potential that are going to be, regardless of whatever industry that they go into, are going to be future leaders in business or whatever they choose to do. And so we're looking for individuals that, you know, really want to make an impact and really are focused on, you know, doing things in the right way as well. What would you say are the key characteristics that your school is looking for when looking at applicants? Yeah, I think, you know, and, and when we talk to candidates about thinking about doing an MBA program, what we talk about is you need to think about what you do at work. So that's like your job description. But take it one step further and talk about what impact you've had in your workplace. And also think about, you know, those accomplishments that you're most excited about. So what we're doing is looking for individuals that are passionate, passionate about what they've done, passionate about the successes they've had, and really focusing on, you know, what's been their impact to date and, and what are those accomplishments they're the most proud of. Great. So what makes your school unique compared to other top business schools? Yeah, so what makes us unique is just the practical approach that we have for learning. This is an engaged learning environment. You know, one of the things, we had an alumni once talk about our learning environment and said, you know, it was like an ad for the monster truck rally. You know, we sell you the whole seat, but you just need the edge. So our classroom environment is based on a discussion-based environment using the case study methodology approach. So it's really about, you know, taking the learnings and the concepts and putting you in an environment where you have to be a decision maker every day you walk into class about a real business issue and a real business problem. So you're not only just getting the knowledge aspect of things, you're walking out getting the experience as well. So in the program, you're going to do close to 350 cases you know, across various industries. And you're making 350 senior decisions, impact decisions that are on an actual organization. So, you know, the case studies aren't stories. They're actual situations that individuals and leaders have been faced. And, you know, the best analogy I use is I have a neighbor who's a pilot. And, you know, when they are training, you can do a very easy thing in a pilot. You can get, you know, the manuals and, and know how to fly. But you don't know those intricacies and those different things until you sit in a flight simulator. And what we do is we put people in a corporate flight simulator as they're going through our program you know, they're, they're applying their learning in our program, not when they first get out in that first job. So they make their mistakes and they make a lot of learning in that, you know, time that they're in our program. So it's really based on this idea that, you know, not only getting knowledge and frameworks, which is what an MBA program teaches you, you get the context of being able to, you know, get that experience and apply it right away into the classroom environment. And you come out being confident decision makers. And that's what makes leaders great, are the leaders that not only have good judgment, they have good wisdom, and they're very, very strong decision makers. I'm sure you've seen some crazy stuff on applications. What would you say is the worst thing you've seen on an application, or maybe some challenges that you've seen that applicants need to fix? 
Yeah, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer it by sort of a theme that I think applicants make a mistake, is they, they give you the answers and the information they think you're looking for rather than being authentic. And so what I see people make mistakes is when they get to an interview stage, just as if you're going for an interview for a job, if it's not an authentic story, the minute that you're asked follow-up questions or you're asked to describe it more or how you felt, you know, if that's not an authentic thing that you experienced, it starts to collapse around you. So what you want to do is you want to be, you know, authentic. You want to make sure that what you're sharing is something that matters to you and what matters most to you. I also think, you know, so I, I will do two maybe. And then the second one I will talk about is, you know, just as people, like, as they're looking at business schools, you know, what, what, people have to do is going into this MBA is really think about what matters most to them. You know, what matters most to them out of a program, what matters most to them career-wise, and, and, you know, frame your decision-making and frame your interactions around the school by looking at, you know, what matters most to you uh, in an experience you're looking for. What would you say is the most common misconception of your school? Yeah, I would say, you know, a common mixed perception is, you know, you're looking at for people that have a, a certain background, uh, uh, you know, or a certain career goal in mind, uh, whether it's consulting and finance that end up hiring uh, a lot of MBA students. The, the truth is, is that, you know, that diversity is important in the classroom environment. So we have people from engineering and business backgrounds that sometimes people say that's the typical candidate you look at. But some of the best alumni that we've had, some of the best students we've had, are individuals coming from very unique backgrounds. And so that diversity is really important. Uh, you know, we had a Michelin uh, star trained chef in our program uh, last year with a master's of philosophy. Uh, we've had professional musicians. Uh, we've had physicians, doctors uh, in our program. And so I always think that, you know, no matter even if it's Ivy or whatever program somebody's looking for, never ever self-select yourself out. You know, look at it and go, I don't think I'm a typical candidate for this school. You know, engage with the school, talk to alumni, get that sense about what that school is, uh, you know, going to bring you and, and what your career is, no matter where you're coming from. You've been in the industry for some time. How would you say that candidates have changed over the years, and how has your school adapted to the change in candidates? Yeah, I would say if, if you talk to our faculty, and, and I will say just the learning environment, what's changed is now people have access to knowledge so easily now. You know, with smartphones and with iPads and with things like YouTube. I even think about myself when I'm, you know, got to fix something at home. You know, you, you type it into YouTube and, you know, all of a sudden you've got a step-by-step -step guide on how to fix your fridge or change your filter. You don't have to call somebody to do that now. So, you know, what, what students are coming into an MBA program, much, much more knowledgeable now. And it used to be at one time with an MBA program, think about when the growth of MBA programs were in the 70s. If you needed to learn net present value, you had to go into a classroom, have a textbook, and get that lectured to you. Now, if you want to learn about net present value, you pull it up on, your, on, on YouTube, and you've got a step-by-step -step process of how you calculate net present value. So I think, you know, how students have changed is they come in with that knowledge so much more. And, you know, how programs need to adapt is they need to make sure that 
students are taking that knowledge, that they're becoming you know, much more strategic in their thinking. And again, you know, not just being model takers, you know, learning a model and then just trying to fit it in a certain situation, is becoming model makers and really being creative about how they approach it. So if I think about how Ivy's changed, is the case study methodology now, if, if a faculty member's teaching a case study, uh, it is so much more at a higher level than it ever was before because the knowledge that people are coming in with is incredibly heightened. I think students are incredibly skeptical now, so you, know, you have to be able to really be practical for them, and that's the expectation uh, there. So I, I think you know, just the nature of where technology is, and you know, I, I think programs that are strong, and, and where our program is great about you know, this whole aspect that you're immersed in real business issues, is really around this fact that you know, we're using a word like disruption now, that's just reality as the world uses more technology. And what we need is we need students that can embrace complexity. And so get that knowledge, but realize how that knowledge fits in the current environment and knowing that that current environment is complex and that you're confident, you're comfortable, and you're ready to tackle it. What do you love about your job? You know, I, I think, so, so I will share something. I've been in higher education uh, for years. And in about 2011, I left higher education and, and uh, worked uh, in, in an accounting profession, so uh, for a regulatory body for, for uh, the accounting profession uh, in Canada. And I came back to higher education. And I think there's this, you know, as people go through their, their career, they realize there's jobs that you like to do and there's jobs you love to do. And I think what I love about this job is you're in the dream business and you're making it come true. You know, part of taking an MBA is this leap of faith that people have, right? And, and we're here dealing with candidates saying, with a big trust me on it, right? You're, you're going to have a great experience, but this is going to be incredibly impactful in your career. And, you know, this aspect that, you know, what excites me is the great people you meet, the fact that they come in, they have a great experience, and that you are impacting, you know, them for life. And so I think the fact that we're in the dream business is, is what makes me love my job, not just like it. Okay, now what do you love about your school? What I love about Ivy is the culture. Um, you know, we, we live in a small city. Uh, you know, it's a university city, so the university has a big impact of it. But there's a community culture about Ivy. And, you know, what I like about it is that, you know, that people are just there to support each other and to pay it forward. And we have incredibly strong alumni. It's unbelievable, like anytime you call an alumni or even a faculty member, whoever within the community and ask them for help, you know, they are there to help and to support you. So I think being involved in that community is really exciting. And I also think the practicality of the way that we teach. You know, it's, uh, it's this whole element that, you know, it's not just about taking the theory and being able to memorize, it's that whole thing about applying it and, and knowing how to, you know, take that knowledge just one step further. So, um, you know, for me, I just think that the community aspect and, and just the way that we do teaching is, is incredibly, uh, you know, invigorating for me. You've traveled all over the world in your job as an admissions officer, so if you could live anywhere in the world, anywhere, except for where you are now, where would you actually live and why? That's a tough question. I have so many. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I would say for me, I think I would live in Latin America. And, uh, you know, first of all, being from Canada, the nicer weather is, uh, is probably a good uh, aspect of that. But I also just think uh, the warmth of the uh, people as well. And so, you know, if I had to think, I, there's lots of choices I would have, but if that's the one that I would have to pick, probably my favorite travel experience uh, that I've ever had is India. And I just love the culture of India and just like, it's like all your senses are in a blender. And uh, so my favorite travel experience is definitely India. But I just, I, if I had to pick a place to live, it would be uh, Latin America. All right, so we know you love your job, but if you could do anything outside of your job, what kinds of things would you do? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, trying to think. What would I do if I'm not doing... Well, I'm a big hockey fan. So I think if I, uh, but I, I also know the realities that I probably uh, never could play it uh, that well. Um, but I love, I love sort of the, the reading stats about hockey and kind of looking at it. So I think if I wasn't doing what I did now, and, and now analytics have become so important into sports, is having a job with analytics working for an NHL team would probably be uh, my dream job. So. All right, so we're going to ask a couple of fun questions here. So the first is skiing or ice skating? Oh, boy, skating, but not very good. <laughs> I'm not good at all. But What would you say is the most memorable food in Canada? Something definitely candidates should miss when they're visiting your school. Oh, I would have to say poutine. And if no one has ever had, like, so I'll, it's, it's French fries with cheese curds and gravy. And so it is, it is like, it sounds not good, but it is like the best. So that would be my Canadian food. So there's been a lot that's gone on um, with respect to the global environment over the last year or two. How would you say that's affected how candidates perceive Canada in pursuing a business education? Yeah, I would say, you know, Canada by nature is a very, I mean, it's a country built on immigration. Um, immigration is a very important driver for, you know, the economy moving forward. Uh, the government is very uh, open to the immigration part. I think what's great about Canada is the openness to other cultures. And so I think about my daughters that are in, in school and they learn about different religions. Um, they learn about different cultures in school because they're surrounded by friends that are from, you know, not even born in Canada, uh, you know, practice different cultures, different religions um, at home. And so I think two aspects that have sort of uh, increased, you know, and I can, you know, increase the, I, I, I don't know if it's demand per se, but definitely the interest globally in coming to Canada to study is people want to have the opportunity to immigrate to Canada afterwards. So the large, large majority, and we're talking 98% uh, of our international students coming into our program want to stay and work in Canada afterwards and have that opportunity, and they, they do. And I think what makes that happen is that, you know, first of all, we have a government that has really, really put an emphasis on removing barriers around immigration, you know, have a, a clear mandate uh, as immigration is an important driver moving forward. Uh, but we also have a culture and a society that's built on inclusiveness. 
and that's built on sort of that recognition that you know no matter where you're from uh, no matter what culture religion that you practice um, that you're going to be successful in our country admit me never apply alone oh it's fun <laughs>